This is Tony Cole from Sketch of Soul Studios, and you are experiencing Poppet's Corner. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Poppet's Corner. Looking forward to doing this part two of uh, overcoming adversities within the uh, the music community through music and life and art and, and whatnot. And, and I'm joined, of course, by Mr. Shan Fry. How are you doing today, sir? I'm good. Glad to course, be back. Of course, the wonderful uh, Ms. Leah Scott Price is joining us today. Leah, thanks so much again for coming back on the show and hanging. Greatly appreciate it. How have you been? Good, good. Just hanging in there as usual, like everybody. <laughs> Uh, Shannon, why don't uh, why don't we start with with you today, right? We we uh, sure. in part one we kind of touched upon some situations where we 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 went through you know during this crazy you know time called life and uh, it, throughout the the music business especially. And I'm curious for you, when was the moment when you kind of overcame some some adversity maybe in in doing the childhood years with playing an instrument or i don't know overcoming it you know playing live just give me some situation some story if you can and let's just start from here and branch off and see where it goes okay so to not make this negative because obviously it has a positive outcome but for, for myself, I was mentally abused very harshly from about the age of nine is when it started and it just amplified until, you know, when I got into the Marine Corps and even after I got out a little bit from a certain person in my life who shall remain nameless. But um, when you're told you're you're never going to amount to anything. You're a piece of shit, blah, 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 blah. You know, the whole story about the, the Cinderella story, basically the evil, wicked stepmother. Right. So as things go, you know, I'd always wanted to be in a band that being, being in my high school years, ever since I discovered quiet riot in school. And from then on, like I knew I wanted to be in a band. It took a long time, you know, get a guitar, learn to play the guitar, get some drums, learn to play the drums, play on friends' basses, you know. What makes you feel more comfortable, you know, as things go? I was always grounded, so I was never allowed to play my guitar. I was always grounded, so I was never able to play drums that I had. I was always I was grounded basically for the rest of my life a few times, put it that way. Uh, so anyway, after I I I I went into the Marine Corps to basically like change the situation, but the situation that I was in mentally didn't change. Sure, I was a lot stronger. Sure, I was a lot smarter in a lot of senses, but now I knew how to kill right now it's not a good idea you know so the the now not saying i didn't before then because i had planned to i'm not gonna lie i had planned some serious shit but anyway as things got going and i get out of the marine corps and and i moved back to north dakota and the that fucking whore followed me somehow because she, her and my father worked for the same company and she ended up going up to North Dakota where I'm originally from, where I had moved back to at the time and ended up getting my truck taken and just, just so much shit that I, but I had to like listen to this dumb woman because she was married to my father. But then that, that mental abuse of always having to obey was also there. Cause I could have fought that, you know, and I could have buried her up there if I wanted to, but you know what? I, I let it go. So after I, I go band to band to band and move from here to Ohio and 
more bands. And finally, you know, I, I happened upon Eric, the guy I formed Avenger of Blood with. And I figure, well, if this is going to work, it's going to work right now. It's gonna, I'm just going to put everything I have into this band and see where it goes. Because not only do I have something to prove to myself, because I believed I was never going to amount to anything. Being told that so many times throughout my life, right? So forming the band, releasing the demo, right? Then releasing a first album, releasing a second album, being on the compilation, releasing a third album, right? So I overcame all those obstacles by sticking to what I do and pushing myself to prove to her, even though she's not even in my life at all anymore. She's been gone for 30 years, but 30 years, well, not quite 30, 25 25 years, but it, but, but you know, it still affects the minds to all these years later there there's the forgiveness level. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I forgive you for being all fucking bitch, but at the same time, I don't fucking forgive you, you know, because it's still within me. And, and as far as I know, those will always be there. It's just controlling that, those mindsets, that mindset, you know, so playing and also playing with the bands that I've got to share the stage with meeting the, some of the musicians that I've gotten to meet, if it wasn't for Avenger of blood playing festivals that I would have never thought I'd play with bands that I went, that I was fans of in high school and, and bands that I discovered after high school. And that's a lot of bands, and those are a lot of musicians. And having them also be fans of your band, like, like that puts you in a different reality. That's like, well, I did accomplish something. I, what I put all my effort into, not having a job, all that bullshit that comes along with it, and I still made it happen. That's overcoming adversity for me. <laughs> That's one story, but wow, um, what you call it? So, how did music keep you going in a time with? I'm gonna go back to, you know, maybe pre Marine Corps, if if we can go that far back. But how did music in general keep you going in 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 a situation such as that? What did music do for for you? It just mentally speaking well since it's metal and since i'm like a metal head to the max you know metal has always had this this angst about it this aggression about it so having that to listen to all the time like really helped that mindset because depending on how hard you go you know Going from Ozzy, Ozzy had that anger mindset. It changed over time, but at the time he had that anger mindset. And then, and then you'd listen to like Quiet Riot, right? 1983, when, when I discovered metal, like that had an angst that I had never heard before. So at that point in time, it started helping, right? Not only did it make me want to be a musician, but that made me like, grasp something that I that I didn't have before that I couldn't find before that I didn't know what I was missing and I found it you know the 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 metal like it hits you and then as time goes on the the music changes a little you get the 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 80s sunset strip bands which I wasn't into and then you got as as it progressed right thrash became a thing and i was uh, that's what i moved to and as as the styles would change and get faster and faster the aggression and the energy was faster and faster and it hits you more and more and more because as time goes that anger builds or those those 
depressive ang sorry the depressive feelings also improve right so you have this thing to listen to and that's what helped me that's what kept me going so e even after this let me let me ask it this question where your instrument how does that help you keep sane in, in just terms of keeping your anger in control or i mean is that i'm assuming that's this is a primary you know reason why you picked up the drums because you can hit the shit out of it and it's fine you know right so right. i'm just well, kinda... see, now here okay well while you're playing the drums right well the person that you hate the most is obviously on the snare drum <laughs> the person you hate the second most is on the bass drum right and then each tom is a different person you hate and each symbol is a different person you hate so you're just beating the shit out of everybody that you that's pissing you off at that moment in time yeah. and you end up playing better <laughs> hey there you go <laughs> and, and i just gotta ask you too even going into the studio and whatnot how does that keep your mind off of everything that's going on around you because like I would assume having uh, Leah calls them missions. I, I call them projects, but how does, you know, having, you know, you're going in and recording something that's going to be there for a lifetime and say, it's like, say it's, we're going to like complete annihilation era. Right. How does that whole session help with what you're, you're going through and just recording in general to, and, and not bringing in that outside bullshit as I call it but just focus on this project, right? And, and obviously you're going to bring in your anger when recording. So just walk me through that whole experience if you can. Okay. So this was like the deal to start that process of fuck you to that person, right? I'm never going to amount to anything. Well, this is the first thing that, that's really going to matter that amounts to something. So I put, just like you mentioned, Leah said, that it's a mission. That's definitely a mission, right? Because you're out to prove something, to get something accomplished, and to let the world see that accomplishment. So that's a mission. So all I did was concentrate on that. Like I was there for every instrument, every string, every vocal part, Obviously, every drum part, the mixing, I was there for everything. The mixing, that's a different story, so, which is why we're re-recording it. But right. that, that whole process, I was there because that was, that was my mission. Yeah. That's what I had to achieve and, I, and accomplish it. And I accomplished it. It could have been better, but I accomplished it. Now, immediately after getting the CD pressed and whatnot, however that whole deal worked or signing with a label and whatnot, do you bring home the CD and say, here you go, I didn't mount to shit, here, this is what I accomplished kind of thing? No, or she, was wasn't in the, she wasn't in the picture then. Okay. So in my head, yeah, fuck you <laughs> as you're playing it, right? songs like tyrants of the bloodlands like there's a certain energy where it's just bashing you in the face the title track bashing you in the face right the song bound by torment serial killer well serial killer killing people and she happens to be one of them because that's part of what's in the song right everything is just in your face the overall quality that that part didn't turn out too well because that's a lot of marijuana and the guy didn't know what he was doing. <laughs> it's Truthful. interesting. It's interesting though that you and and I might be totally wrong on this, but that you never and Leah for that matter didn't automatically go to drugs to isolate yourself even further from the problem. You chose music and art in general to help kind of get through this craziness called life if that makes sense right so i mean for you shannon was this a conscious decision did you know well in advance and and i'm going to ask the same thing with leah and whatnot 
when it came to not doing drugs? Did you see other people doing choosing that path and then kind of just staying away from it? Drugs never influenced me. Drugs never interested me. I was I, I drank enough alcohol when I was in the Marine Corps that I, I don't need to drink anymore because I was a party animal, man. So I, 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 at a certain point, I just stopped drinking. You know, I mean, through, through the years, I've had one or two drinks, like a year. But other than that, it's, I just don't feel that anymore. I've never wanted to try heroin or cocaine or any mushrooms or LSD. I never wanted to try any of that. It didn't interest me whatsoever. As you're in, when I'm in high school, though, you know, I had friends that, that were on meth and they were meth. And, and, and then you see people after and they're on meth or they're on heroin. You're just like, what's wrong with you? You know, <laughs> what, what drove you to this level that you have to do this to yourself? You know, and that's how I thought about it. It's just like, well, they're ruining their life. I don't want to ruin mine that way. I have enough going on and I have so much going on in positivity even though there's a lot of outside negative influences that always are on the mind, you know, it doesn't matter what it is. You're driving down the road, some guy in a motorcycle flips you off because you're going 70 and he has to go 120, you know, and then that affects you that day. You're like, motherfucker, I'd run you over, you bastard, right? But that's what you're thinking at the time because road rage, right? So... There's always something negative, but you always have to try and push yourself in the positive direction. And I've become really good at that over time. All you need is your Slayer. Just buy, crank it to 11. <laughs> right? right? Right. So, Leah, let me ask you that same question, if, if, if you don't mind. And I, again, I don't know that specific, you know, part of your life if it ever came into play here, but I'm assuming no. So I guess want to want to ask you specifically – you know, you chose drawing and artwork and, and whatnot and, and to have, again, you called them missions. I call them projects. It's the same thing. But, you know, to get your first comic book out and not going down the path of drugs and, and, and whatnot, was this a conscious decision? Did you see other people doing this and how it was affecting their life and you kind of learning by example? Well, for me, it was more of a survival instinct um when i i was born in the philippines so when i moved here to the u.s our family had gone through a divorce and it was really fractured so my mom was in new york my dad was in alameda california and had left me by myself in one apartment so here I am in a brand new country. I mean, I was Americanized, you know, I, I grew up as American in the Philippines, but the cultures are different. Everything was different. So I had to adjust by myself, learn how to go to the schools, learn how to even socialize. I mean, it was so, you're coming from a life filled with family and support to nothing. You're completely alone. And at that point, I could have gone any direction. I could have gone to drugs. I could have gone to crime. I could have, you know, I had no money. I was trying to support myself. I was working jobs while going to high school. I mean, I was completely alone. So I don't know what it was, but it was more of that. You're like an animal in a new setting. You, everything is, is wide open, completely tuned. It's like, don't even touch drugs. Don't even touch alcohol. You have to stay alive. You have to stay alert. So for me, that was like, even now, that's the complete survival instinct that I carry throughout. I'm, it, it's gone to the point where maybe I'm, I'm too hypersensitive, but it's just become that. And that was how I dealt with trauma. I mean, I do have PTSD and it's very, very difficult for me to even calm down from like a tiny situation. I mean, if any stress comes out, I mean, it's overblown, but
but I've, I've learned to kind of dial it down a lot. But that was the one thing that just kept me thinking. It's like, you have to survive. That's all you have to do. And every little thing that you see out there, drugs, um, you get in with the wrong crowd, you could, it could, it could uh, just completely wreck your mission. So it's almost like, you know, you're, you're so tuned into, into staying in this one path that you cannot divert. If you divert, that's, that's for me, it was a life or death. I and, mean, it was extreme. And how did you apply that whole experience in comic books in general? I'm just curious how that all that emotion gets applied into, I don't know, you're drawing uh, vampires or, 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 I mean, can you just, like, like how Shannon says, you know, with like how he applies it to his drums, how did you apply that into your artwork and, and writing the story for the comic books and getting all the materials together? Like, how did you apply your life ex experiences and adversities into what you were doing in art in general. Right. Well, it was more of like, okay, you know, I could have written about nice fluffy romance novels and nice, cool little, you know, happy endings and this and that, but all I could think of was like, okay, there is no happy ending. I mean, this is real life. I'm not going to start, you know, making everything all all nice and, and comfortable and beautiful and, you know, and just because I'm a woman, I have to write, you know, romance novels and all that stuff, but nah. So um, I don't know what it was, but it was more like I got my aggression out by writing about serial killers. And that's how it started. I just started writing about, okay, what if I just, I mean, I didn't want to really kill people in real life, but it was more like, like, um, my mind would just go into like these horror situations where you're you're stabbing the bad guy or you're just stabbing people that you really really can't stand <laughs> but in the form of a monster so and it, i mean i think that's that's the reason why horror movies are so you know attractive is because they're they're fantasy but they're also like getting something out of you you know, that, that kind of makes you feel like, oh, I'm glad I got that out without having to kill someone. <laughs> so, um, but, and then with the vampires, it was, it was more of, you know, I, it's, I feel better when something, when I make something really bloody, <laughs> really, you know, it, it, it's just kind of a, um, a release, you know, it's it's more like fiction is is a release from real life. I mean, in fiction, you could pretty much do anything. And a lot of like you, Shannon, a lot of people that I really really hated ended up as certain characters in my book, where it's like you know, stab stab stab, <laughs> kill kill kill, slice. But um, yeah, so that was a way for me to cope. And after that, it was more of a um, almost like a catharsis, like, oh, I got that out. <laughs> that feels much better, you know? So it was kind of like using that, that creativity to, to kind of vent. So that kind of makes sense. Int well, yeah, it's, cool. a, it's an outlet is what, is what I call it. I usually apply that to, uh, to my lyrics. Like when I'm writing lyrics, I like to tell some stories or, or I don't know, you know, explain what I'm kind of going through mentally wise, or, or if I have like political stuff or I kind of apply all that into one without, without being overblown about it. Right. Because I'm, it's, it's almost like, yes, I'm doing this for, for me, but I'm also trying to apply it to everybody. So anybody that reads my, my lyrics and whatnot can, it can pertain to them in a way that maybe, you know, doesn't pertain to, what I'm necessarily talking about, but it's like they can get their own meaning from it. So I, I'm generally curious, did you guys apply that within your specific forms of, of art in general when applying to your said band, you know, Avenger blood and, and vampire guardian angels. So uh, Shannon, why don't you take the, the first, first part? Yeah. Uh, well, just to clarify, even though I sound like a sadistic bastard, like, 
I don't really want to kill this person and that person. <laughs> I got to make that clear. Because I was just thinking about how I was saying what I was saying earlier. No, it's all like it's in the head. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's But it comes out in the music. It comes out in the lyrics. And it comes out in the aggression while you're playing. Okay. There's no way I'd. Because if, if I was going to, it already happened, right? I wouldn't be here talking to you. Like I have a mind, right? And the heart's like, yeah, okay, you know, a person pissed you off and yeah, you wish you could do something. But deep down inside, you're not because you're fucking human, right? And you have a heart enough to like not bury them in the desert <laughs> or whatever, you know I mean? So anyway, yes. As your the anger when it's put into the lyrics, we put those lyrics so they're more storyline, right? So like like the song Bound by Torment, like yeah, it's a killer, possessed by Satan, whatever, and just going and doing what he does because that's what the guy does. That's how he's triggered in his head. Right. So he's going and doing all this major crazy shit. Or when you're when you're there's a song on the first album also called Where the Pictures Lie. Well, where the pictures lie is a guy in the middle of a room for all eternity, staring at all the pictures of all the people he killed, smiling at him. Right. So that's it's a double torture. They're all laughing at him, smiling at him, and he's stuck in this room forever having to look at those pictures and can't get away, right? So that's you, like, thinking, okay, well, if I did do this, this is what would happen <laughs> in my head or in Eric's head, the guy who I wrote the lyrics with. Or there's, there's songs like, where you feel empty, but you know you're a warrior. And songs like Forced to Kill, where it's a person being born into a society where all there is is war. And he's forced to serve and to kill for himself to survive. So there's... And that on the second album, on Death Brigade, there was, there was like one song that... You can rely, you can re apply it to anything, right? For me, it applies to this certain person that, that abused me. And the song's called, When Will You Die? Like, Why are you still alive? When will you die? And it, and it repeats die in the song 42 times. We were trying to set a record. We didn't, we didn't beat Iron Maiden. Die with your boots on that 72 times. We haven't got there. But but it's a release. And, and any person that's going through that anger at that specific time can relate it to that song. And that's what I like. Storylines that you have to think about without it being actually known what you're really thinking, kind of in an artistic form like Leah. You're drawing the pictures and you're actually showing the killing where in the, in the lyrics, it's more having to use your imagination more to me. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> it's And you could just play one where you die twice and you could beat Iron Maiden. But anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's go to you with that same question. And how do you apply it within your specific artwork in relating it not only to yourself, but other people that might you know, be viewing the comic book or, or reading it online or however they get your specific publication. Right. Well, first of all, you know, I've killed a lot of you guys, my friends, in a <laughs> comic book that is completely different from <laughs> I don't hate you. It's more like, oh, we just need background actors. <laughs> and, 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 you know, I, I've killed like, other people from other bands, but they were more like, you know, it's, it's just a background thing. Like we need, we need a dead body. Okay. So, <laughs> but that was fun. I mean, it's more like a sarcastic kind of take, but um, 
in the, the whole reason why I wrote the whole series was also is because <laughs> pretty controversial in itself is I'm a recovering Catholic. And as we know, some religions are quite brutal. So a lot of that was pouring in was was just kind of like poured into um well why why do we rely on a higher power to save us that was the question i started asking because people were like oh you should just pray your problems away well i go ah huh, well you really think that's going to solve the problem and then it started going it's spun from that i mean i keep whenever people ask me how did you come up with your storyline was I heard a priest in church say that if you pray to a guardian angel, it will come and save you. And the first thing I thought was, aha, no, 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 no way. Let's make him a serial killer. So, <laughs> so it was kind of like trying to get my, my um, recovering Catholic stuff out. And because I was getting sick of, of people just saying, well, you know, you have all these problems, especially when I, when I was alone here in the US, just just pay, just pray and everything will be all right and it'll solve it. And I'm like, that's not going to pay my rent, people. But <laughs> so that was the first main reason that I wrote the book. The second one was, uh, it was more of, um, like I said, just trying to get things out, trying to um, put my own trauma into the pages of the book and the more brutal it became the more I, I guess the more I felt like this whole weight was lifted off of my shoulders kind of I don't know if that kind of makes sense or not but it's more like okay if I if I wrote a character let's take one character and I poured myself into this character what are the worst traits that I could possibly have and put this into this character and justify why he does what he does. So it's almost like, okay, I went through this. I feel like this, I was abandoned. Um, I feel this sense of aloneness, um, this and that. And then at the end of like another comic book, I could make that character so evil. And at the end I could redeem him. It could do something that has some sort of redemption. And so each character, if this makes sense, has a part of me. It has a part of what I was feeling at the moment. It has the part of, of what were the most destructive, evil, um, disturbing parts of my psych, you know, psychological trauma or what I went through, and then somehow it'll it'll veer into okay. Let's try to make it positive. What will redeem this character? What is their redemption? So it's it's kind of like I'm pouring my whole psychology and my whole experience into each character and each each situation, depending on how I feel at the moment, or depending on what point in my life I am. And in a way, it's kind of like. I just saved myself thousands of dollars in therapy <laughs> in a sense, you know, so if that kind of makes sense. Sure. Well, but here's a question for both of you guys is that, you know, when was the point when you guys, I, I like, it's almost like when you found quote unquote success in turn. And what I mean by, by that is like, Shannon, I'm going to use this as an example. When when you first got signed to like that big, you know that that label that was you were going to tour with, and you put out this killer record, right, with the Death Brigade, you know he had all the pieces just come together at that specific moment. Was that the point when you specifically almost said to yourself, "I've quote unquote made it. I've I've achieved what I want, like far beyond what I my expectations." And and Leah, I mean, what? on what issue was that point for you is, you know, in terms of when you said to yourself, it's like, Oh man, this is, I, I did so much more than what I was thinking. Right. I achieved so much more than like my initial goal of just 
writing, you know, this comic book, getting it together or Shannon with you with getting the band together. So can you just give me that specific moment for you when you said to yourself, it's like, wow, I achieved so much more than what I was thinking. Okay, I'll, I'll go. When I realized I achieved much more than I was thinking or prepared to imagine earlier before to be at that position, I walk into, I went back to, to North Dakota to visit my mom and a cousin of mine and I were walking around the mall in the city that, that my mom lives in. And we walk into this really stupid hot topic a store and there's just the, the CDs there. And there was not only the Speed Kills Again compilation, but there was Death Brigade in this store. Also, at the same time, Sam Goody and Musicland were still around. I go to Sam Goody Musicland store there in the mall. There's two copies of Death Brigade. Like, I'm like, yeah. I, I go to the store here in town called Zia Records here in Las Vegas. And there's four copies. There's two vinyl copies. Like, wow. You know, but as you mentioned, like, yeah, we were supposed to, to tour that album. It was supposed to be huge, man. We were supposed to go across the United States, us and another band that was on the label. And we were supposed to be supporting that band and like, okay, but our guitarist singer that I formed the band with, decided that he didn't want to do it no more before the album was even out. So even though I'm looking at this album in Sam Goody Music Land, or I'm looking at those albums in Hot Topic, right? Or here in at Zio, or seeing it online, watching people post it on Facebook that they got the album and love the album, seeing at least somewhat positive reviews of it, like, there's that accomplishment, but now I haven't gotten to accomplish the other part, right? So I'm still pushing to finish that and to keep pushing to still see how far I can go. And being 50 years old, having that, it's tiring, you know, but it keeps me, keeps me going because I haven't accomplished. I haven't been to Europe yet. I haven't been to Japan to play with this band yet. I haven't been to the places I want, really wanted to go. You know, I want to do that. I still want to tour the United States once. I haven't done that. But it's also hard to tour right now for various reasons. You know, I mean, we're not talking the gas prices right now. We're not talking any but like life in general right now. Like it just can't be done we can hop on a plane and go here and there once in a while and do some festivals yeah that'd be great but to actually go and tour that just it's hard i still want to do it but it's hard you know but yet at the same time i still want to keep releasing albums i still want to keep you know pushing myself as much as i can make a bunch of seven inches each thing is more of an accomplishment. So the more you accomplish, the more satisfied you are, provided it's quality, you know? Because, I don't know. It's interesting. Now, Le now Leah, let, let's, let me ask you that same question. When was the point when you said to yourself, wow, I've accomplished way more than what I originally was going for? When... I decided to turn the, the, the series at first, the comic books were at first a novel. It was a three-part trilogy vampire novel. And I looked at it and I go, hey, this could be a comic book series. So I first hired an artist and that was one of probably the biggest mistakes I ever did because 
he never, I paid him a lot of money and he never did anything. So I'm stuck here going, okay, I tried to do a comic book. What do I do now? So it took me almost a year to even find another artist, but I'm like, you know what? I, I got to do this. I am going to turn this thing into a comic book. So finally, long story short, I found two who were just absolutely amazing. And the first time that that comic book came out in print and went on Amazon, I mean, I was literally holding the book and sobbing. I was like, holy crap, this is a real book. You know, I mean, I'm not DC, I'm not Marvel. It doesn't matter. I have a comic book, you know? So that was like probably the best feeling I ever had in my entire life. I actually published something that was just, I and mean, it was incredible. It was bloody. It was great. <laughs> so on those same lines, yeah. as you're talking about, you're holding something like I had that same feeling yeah. when I first held my first album, Complete right. Annihilation. Even though it sounded like ass, like when you're that pixel, but you're able to look at the rest of the of the inlay and be like, "Wow, yeah, here's the exactly. lyrics, here's the thanks list, here's like, here's us as in a picture form, right. as a band, right?" But not only that too, because there's the there is the physical aspect, and there's the visual aspect, yeah. but then there's the the wider aspect, like when right. maybe when you able to sell like a hundred, just for an example, a hundred yeah. copies, I don't know how many were made, but you sell a hundred copies and you're able to look at these people reading your, your comic. And, and that would be like another, you know, like for me, like when you're watching, when you're playing and you can look and see the first, maybe two rows of the crowd, but you hear farther back and they're all repeating the lyrics to a right. song that they don't even know is it's not even recorded. You're the first time you're playing it and they're repeating the lyrics as the right. chorus is going, you're just like, wow, this yeah. is, it's like another accomplishment in its own right. Exactly. And that was when I, when I was in the, uh, when I had my first um, convention at uh, the first one was a, a Kamikaze and which became Stanley's. Comic-Con and then LA Comic-Con, I was there for four years in a row and I sold out every time. And I was just amazed that this book was just so popular, you know? And then at some point, like you, you know, one of the members quit. So, or it didn't quit. I mean, I had, it, it just didn't work, you know, long-term. So, uh, I had to let them go. And so finally, they didn't quit. I'm sorry. I had to let them go for personal reasons. And uh, so I said, well, I'm out an artist. I'm out. I don't know how to do this. Oh, guess what? I'm going to take some lessons. Two years later, I'm drawing my own comic book. That in itself was just another incredible accomplishment. I mean, now I'm, I'm, I'm doing animation. So <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, you kind of have to keep going you set a goal you figure out how am i going to do this how can i do this and then you do it and that to me in itself is is success you know it doesn't have to be like millions of dollars and you don't have to be super famous but you did something for yourself and that to me is is successful in its own way now what is what is left for you to accomplish in terms of your comic book in terms of like maybe distribution, getting it into stores, how such as what, what Shannon alluded to earlier with, you know, going into a, a store and whatnot and, and seeing it in there and, and essentially either buying it or, or cause I would, I would probably be that guy that buys my own record just to fucking say <laughs> I could, you know? So for you, how, what is the next step in terms of doing it that same thing for the comic book? Or is it just all, digitally wise where it does you're not going to like, kind of have that same feeling i i mean it's digital but if people want it it's on hard copy on amazon but it's also a downloadable pdf which you know i mean people may or may not prefer but still there, there's those options um my big focus right now is the animation 
I mean, I've always wanted to do an animated version. So I've finished, I've actually completed it today. So the next thing would be, you know, the sound editing, the sound effects, the music, which, hey, would you like some Madrost in there? <laughs> so I'm actually going to see, you know, if I can put, so because it's, it's more of a black metal themed comic book, but, you know, any metal music will do. Um, then, of course, you know, just having to raise the money to have an actual, you know, score. So, I mean, the, I, I've written the first score for the, uh, the trailer, and I've had, I paid two people to help me out with it and put it all together. So that was actually my first black metal piece. I'm so proud of it. <laughs> it was like a black metal instrumental. But um, so that's kind of like, I, I just want so bad to do this animation. And after that, I mean, I'm, I picture this more as an anime. So that is like the ultimate goal is like, cause I think it's, it's way too, we, I tried to make it a movie before it's been optioned before, but it was just too, um, how do you say it? <laughs> Sacrilegious for the international community. So if you do an anime, I mean, there's no, no limit to what you could do. I mean, it can get as bloody as it could get. So, <laughs> and right now there's a huge market for anime in general. I mean, Dude, yeah. how many fucking how many animes are there? A lot. Right. So I mean, right. it's, then it's in, in terms of how am I going to set this apart? You know, that's right. and, and especially like you're talking adding like bands' musics into it. Obviously, with the permissions and licensings. Yeah, and, yeah, of course. You know, royalties that that's all that all comes into play as as well. Uh, right. By the way, you have my full permission to use any of the song <laughs> you want. But but my my point in all this is like figuring out that stuff that that's a huge adversity as well you know it's something right. that i don't think a lot of us know how to how to do in general so it'll be interesting to to see where that project goes you know and like right. maybe have a, a series where it comes out on again dvd and whatnot then you put in the ads of how they can get your the the hard copy comic books and whatnot so right. it can all play a part into like seeing this thing grow in terms of if this isn't just a comic book right it's that was like the first step then it's a series then it's an anime then it's a potential movie you can see in theaters so it's like right. the you have so many wow this is so cool so you have you have so many uh, uh different avenues to get this to do vampire guardian angels i like right my mind is being blown a little bit right now because like i didn't even <laughs> wouldn't have ever thought that Right, but yeah. you figured that out. So it's like right. so do you do you ask other people that have that have done this? Do you get advice to you know how it's like how do I even what's the first step to even making this a reality? You know, right. getting it on streaming platforms or yeah. How does that all work? Yeah, I haven't even thought about that part. It's more like I, I've all written actually I've already written the entire score. It's only twenty minutes. It's only a twenty minute um anime animation so it's just like really this really clunky animation done in photoshop but it, it, it's something so i just you know we'll have someone i'm gonna hire someone to put it together and you know in a black metal style but um See, and then that let me not to cut you off here yeah. but that that having a score right you could press cds and vinyls and right. and help out bands such as us and and me yeah. I, I'm not going to, I'm just going to throw it out there. Maybe Avenger or blood or something. I'm just saying bands of, uh, it can only help all of us. Like that's, do you know how massively like awesome that is? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, but, and you provide something bigger than all of us could, you know, it, it again, my mind's being blown right now. So I'm just right. kind of trying to formulate my sentences properly without coming <laughs> off like a, a bumbling rambling idiot. So <laughs> yeah but, and that, that was kind of like like the goal with the comic books was putting the bands in there you know for fun just you know getting their names and, you know it's like oh cool you're in a comic book but now i think if you're in a film or an anime that's a whole different you know realm and so that's got to be done more professionally you know there's there's licensing there's permissions there's this and that and i mean when i get to that part definitely you know we'll start we'll start 
thinking about that and working with that. So. <laughs> but I'm, th- I'm just saying, like, this comic has grown significantly just from the first issue. You know what I mean? So, right. like, you should be very proud. Oh, that this you. is that's a great project to have. You know what I mean? I'm maybe maybe when it comes out, you have to come back on the show and talk to me and Shannon here. And, oh, definitely, <laughs> that's, definitely. That, that's a whole yeah. fucking process. You know, I yeah. Shannon, have you ever experienced something like this where? You know, it's like you're you wrote your first song, right? Or your first album. Then it becomes obviously bigger than than what than what uh, you sought after, which we we spoke about a little bit earlier and whatnot. But I'm in terms of like seeing, I don't know, see, seeing like other people getting really into this, and and it's like, what can I do to further this? Like for me, it was. Okay, I have it on CD, but the vinyl, right? Like, I, I always wanted our stuff on vinyl. That was, like, a huge goal for me to do because it's, like, all my friends are on vinyl. How am I going to fucking do this? And then when, you know, you research it further and it's, like, really expensive to do, it's, like, fuck, well, it's an investment. I'm investing in myself. I've always wanted to do this for me, which is what I've done my whole career in terms of music goes, right? It's all for me. <laughs> the bonus is that I get to share it with the world and whatnot. Uh, but for you, when when was that specific point? Yeah, probably holding that first album, man. You know, when you're seeing the other people that are that are liking it too. It was more more though more though when we would play live. That like. Even though, yeah, okay, the first album was just CD. That was it. The second album was CD and vinyl. Sure, that was great too. Like, I never thought I would be on vinyl, let alone have a cover from the same guy who did all the Motorhead albums. Like, oh fuck, right? That that's pretty mind blowing. But when you're watching the crowd get into the songs. And they're headbanging and they're moshing, man. That to me is like, that's something that remains, even it's not physical. It, it's, a, it's a memory and it's a heart thing. Like, it's an emotional feel. It's a connection between them and you that's bigger than something physical. You know, so I can say I accomplished a lot more watching these people just be so into it and screaming and calling for songs that, that they think they need to hear. That that's amazing to me. Sure. And it's to, to me, I had that, that same kind of kind of thing when, uh, when I had a, a young lady tell me that my music saved her life too, you know, that was a huge fucking deal. It's like, wow. Like I did something out of my bedroom that made an impact on somebody's life. You know what I mean? That was huge for me. You know, another, another thing is when you have a fan that sends you a picture of a tattoo that they got with your logo on it. That's badass. And also one other thing that, that really like, even though it's physical, it's something that actually meant a lot. There's this magazine that was based out of Germany and they were called Close Up, Close Up Magazine. It was a double-sided magazine. One side was just all thrash. You flip it over and the other side and the other half is like everything else, death metal, doom, grind, classic heavy metal, whatever, power metal, right? But the cover of the thrash side was Avenger of Blood. And when you see in the other corners, there's little boxes, you know, of, of other albums that are on there. I wish I had it here to show you, but there's Creator and Exodus and somebody else, like, in the small boxes. You're like, this is fucking unreal. We're on a cover of a magazine over these legendary bands that deserve that cover way more than we do. And we got the cover? Like, Wow. You know, that's another, like, mind-boggling, like, I accomplished something way more 
way more because this is in German. I can't even read it. You know, <laughs> that that's, that's awesome. It's fucking huge. You know, like, who knows what's going to, what's going to come of it even further than this too, man. And you know, like another point for me personally, and Lee, I'll get you in on this. I promise. But was an, another aspect for, for me was getting a, the opportunity to meet people such as yourself that like the, you know, the musicians that I listened to during my teen and, and formative years in my twenties and, and whatnot. So it's just really cool that we're all interconnected in some sort of way and whatnot, where um, it, it, I don't know. I think that's the, the beauty part about this specific show and whatnot, you know, it's like we get to meet, these people that have kind of impacted us so leah for you did you ever have a moment like that yeah i mean i i could have taken the comic book anywhere i mean i could have just sold it and you know said hey you guys do whatever you want with it and try to get lots of money for that and stuff like that but i preferred to stay within the independent and metal community. And I preferred to stay within, uh, like, you know, like for example, getting Adrian um, into Adrian Mejia, into the band, into a page in the comic book. I mean, just to me seeing his face and seeing his reaction was just everything. You know, getting a fan into a comic book is, I mean, just for them to say, oh my God, I'm in a comic book. I could have gotten like some big major actor or whatever. I could have worked to do that, but no, no. I just preferred to have friends or, you know, just people who ha we had a connection with in there. And I preferred to just, you know, just keep it kind of like grounded, more down to earth when I marketed, you know, the goal was not to be rich and famous. I mean, for me, that, that just, it's, it's kind of like, yeah, everybody wants to be that, but that's not the goal. That's more like, I would rather have real fans than no fans at all. I would rather have people who like the comic book for what it is and get the message and are actually thrilled to even have it. You know, I mean, I've, I've seen posts on Facebook where people are like, you know, like, you know, like, oh, here's the comic book we just got from Leah Scott Price. It's awesome. And that to me means so much more than finding it in like a huge bookstore where nobody's really going to care about, oh, you know, what is it? And I think success is defined more on a personal level to me rather than at a, um, of a popular level or societal level to be the biggest success of my life right now is not actually the comic book, the animation or anything. It's just the fact that I am sitting that after everything that I've been through, after all the trauma, all the, the challenges is that I am sitting in my own apartment and I can draw whenever I want, and nobody is giving me help. Not when I was, you know, in my past experiences and past relationships, it was a challenge even just trying to get time to draw. And the, the negativity that surrounded me and just everything that, that I had in my life was like, I gotta just get this out and I'm going to piss someone off if I do, or I got to get this done. But now it's like, it's, it's peace. It's the inner peace to do what you want and to create what you want is that is what is success. To you. I think, can I ask something? Sure. I'm going to ask something. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. So when you, when you release a comic, is there jealousy amongst the outside world? You know what I mean? Because I'll explain something real fast. You can answer in a second. Sure. But in a in a band situation and in a scene situation, if one band is doing better than another band, there's jealousy like mad, and it's it's beyond it's beyond competition. It's like these people are like out to get you. 
Like that's seriously how the music industry is. Yeah. I wonder, does it feel like that in the comic books? Is there that kind of jealousy among the comic people or, or in general, like, because, because Johnny got his name in, in a comic book where Frankie didn't because he's in a different band and you're putting this band in. Is that, is that. I've never experienced that personally. And I know it's out there. I know it's in every industry, but I think it was because I tune it out. I don't think in terms of that, it's more like uh, my attitude is I'm getting this out and it's, if you're jealous, that's your problem. You know, if, if someone's in this comic book, why don't you just celebrate that? Just, you know, I try to turn it into stuff that's positive. And you and I have been to shows, right? Tanner and everything. You've seen me turn things around where I just try to be like really nice to people and, you know, try to try to be kind of upbeat and more happy. Like if there's someone negative, I just try to try to make things a little more positive. But it's, it's, it's more like, I mean, whenever there's a challenge like that, I just, I just ignore it. I go, it may be a controversy now, but in two weeks, it'll, they'll move on to someone else. And it's like, why should I let myself be affected for that entire week of that negativity? And then I can't do anything. I have to worry about what other people think. I have to do it. Why? It's like, why should I even bother with that? And if, if I get that negativity on social media, it's like block, <laughs> whatever. So it's, it's kind of like, you kind of have to realize that the negativity is there. It's, it's, it's a normal part of, of human life and humans. And in reality, we're all going to die and we're all going to end up naked in the same morgue. <laughs> That's how I think of things. Like you may be jealous now, but you'll be lying next to me in a morgue somewhere someday when we all die. And there's like, so what? That was, you know, you, you spent all that negativity for nothing. So it's kind of like, I'm, that's just how I think. <laughs> let me, <laughs> let me, let me branch off of here real quick. And what, what Shannon's talking about is the crab mentality, which yeah. is when the crab's trying to escape, but all the other crabs are, 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 are hanging onto it, not letting it. So nobody's actually succeeding. Right. That's that's right. essentially what that is. And yeah. that happened. That's even in the podcasting world that right. I'm figuring out and the radio stuff. And, yeah. you know, it's that's why you just have to say, fuck them and do your own yeah. thing. Like if you believe yeah. in it, do it. It doesn't matter how many people are are listening or how many people are. It, it doesn't matter because you're you're doing what you want to do, right? Like right. your definition of success exactly. is not somebody else's. So yeah. I, I think we're all on our own path and Shannon, I'll let you go. I know you're yeah. chosen, so go for uh, it. I was just going to back that up, that that's what keeps the drive going yeah. is, is those jealous people or yeah. those, those negative aspects of those, of, of the people that are affecting the situation. Like that keeps, keeps the drive it keeps the drive going so you can write more about killing people or drawing how you want to murder them. You know, if you tell, yeah, if they tell it's a more you positive you do something, you do it, you can do it. You prove them wrong. Yeah. Just to put more positivity into the negativity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, and, and lastly, before I let you guys go, I think surrounding yourself with a, with positive people, yeah again, such as like ourselves and whatnot, only furthers the drive to want to succeed even further. And in terms of like, it's it, you have to have that positive almost surrounding, you know, just just like negativity, you have to have that as well. To over, The positive has to yeah. outweigh the negative, but you need that negative to drive you and, 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 and hang on <laughs> to that positive aspect. So it's almost right. like a, it's almost like push pull kind of kind of yeah. thing but uh guys i want to thank you for for coming on and, and hanging and and telling some stories and just 
hopefully educating some folks out there, or, you know, we get to hang with all you guys that are listening and watching. So thanks again for, for everything. And before we get out of here, Shannon, let's go through all the links and whatnot. I know it's monotonous, but fuck it. It's our show. So (laughs) Shannon, where can people uh, locate Avenger of Blood and help support what you guys are doing right now? And, and Leah, same thing with, uh, with Vampire Garden Angels. So go for it. You can find Avenger on Bandcamp, on Facebook, and Reverb Nation. You can find the music on Spotify and all the other garbage of online. YouTube, of course. Other than that, we ain't much out there, so... But enjoy what you find. <laughs> yeah, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. It's at Leah Scott Price, and there will be all the links to the... Uh, PDFs and the comic books and the animation and all that fun stuff. Absolutely. Well, guys, thanks again. again. (laughs) Yeah. Always, always a pleasure to do this. Maybe we'll have to do a part three. Who knows? That'll be our surprise, our little secret there. Uh, But for another episode of Poppers Corner, guys, we're out of here. Cheers.